Hi, this is Jennifer Dono with YoungFemaleEntrepreneurs.com and you're watching our Thursday 6 p.m. Pacific 9 Eastern Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream that happens every Thursday here in the Oval Eye TV studio. And tonight's guests, I have on two remarkable young women. They're 20-something bloggers that have been doing this for four or so years, maybe more. I can't remember. I think Donna Marie is actually a very, very veteran blogger, but they both have incredible voices online, huge influencers, and so they're going to be talking about how they got started blogging, where it's taken them, and the different business opportunities that have uh, sparked up, I guess, around um, their voice online. So, um, and again, I just said, I just mentioned Donnery, sorry, so the two guests... <laughs> I need to get my brain right tonight. Um, the two guests is, uh, the first one is Nicole Antoinette of Nicole is Better. Uh, and she has, I think, two businesses, maybe more now. I'm excited to talk to her about it. And then uh, Donnery Walker of Donnery.com. She's a food blogger. She's a photographer. She does crazy stuff. And I think they collaborate at least on um, this awesome blogging summit that they started doing. It's a conference, an unconference, I think, in Las Vegas. And I think this might be their third year. Again, we're going to find out all about it here when we welcome them in in just a few minutes. So today I spent the day um, with um, Tori Johnson and her Spark and Hustle event. I don't know if any of you guys have been there. I am on the chat, by the way, if you are on the chat. Um, I'm going to pop in and out here. So I want to make sure that I'm there. So if you have questions for Donnery and Nicole, make sure you chat them in and I'll, I'll bounce them over to them later on. Um, but anyway was at the Spark and Hustle today. Tori Johnson, I don't know if any of you guys follow her because I think she markets to a more mature audience, I want to say, um, like late 30s, 40s. At least that's what the room was kind of filled with and um, really loved all of her message. She's very fast talker, very focused, very driven, and she has a book called Spark and Hustle. And we usually have it up there, but um, my mom spoke at the event and she brought it in. Tori Johnson signed it and all that fun stuff. So I'm trying to get um, my brain back into everything. You know when you go to a conference and you just feel overwhelmed with ideas and just inspiration and everything? That's kind of where I feel like I'm at right now. So anyway, before I start talking about young female entrepreneurs and some of the things that we have going on there, I wanted to mention uh, who the show is brought to by tonight. Uh, the first one is, the show is brought to you by Ovali, where we empower your home office lifestyle through web hosting, cloud services, and domain names. Visit Ovali.com to buy your domain today. And by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash Ovali. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Um, I just, I've been walking around the lake because it's been nice here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm in the Seattle area. And I've been listening to Bethany Frankel's A Place of Yes. I listened to it last year um, when my son was about one. And I'm listening to it again this year. And it's I listened to it on Audible. Highly recommend it. If you want a free book tonight, go to audibletrial.com slash Ovalite and download that one. Um, so just a couple things that are happening here at Young Female Entrepreneurs. Um, the first one is that we've got the YFE, all of the episodes are at ovali.tv. If you go onto the homepage, you can find some past ones. Ashley of uh, Business Beware Show and businessbeware.biz, she was on the show last week and she talked about partnering with your parents and building a business. She was awesome. Um, and I swear, I promise you, cross my fingers, hope to die, I will get that freaking RSS feed up on iTunes. I promise. So we can have a full episodes of everything you can find on iTunes, watch it on Apple TV and all that good stuff. 
so along with just our weekly live streams that we do, we also have a wifey chat that the first one for the July and August season for the Twitter chats. And this is just if you're not familiar with the Twitter chats, 140 character chat that you have you tweet under the hashtag wifey chat. Um, that is tomorrow night. That's Friday, July 20th at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. So it's a Friday night. And I realized that we're young females and some of you are cooler than me and you go out on Friday nights. <laughs> but Friday nights are generally my catch-up kind of night and decompress night and I stay indoors. Um, so anyway, hopefully you'll join me for that. And you can find out more about it at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com if you just click on the Twitter chats. Love to have you join us. The Friday night ones are actually usually pretty busy. So that's a good one. Now before I uh, welcome our guests in, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I know who these women are. So I follow Stratajoy of S-T-R-A-T-E-J-O-Y.com. Hopefully I spelled that correctly. Again, my brain is not totally there tonight. Um, but Molly Mayhar, she used to be up in the Seattle area, and I went to one of her in-person workshops, and I've been following her blog for some time. She focuses on quarter-life crisis type women. So women that are like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? And I'm 30, and why haven't I achieved this, this success? Which, if I look at my group of friends, it's, I mean, everyone is going through that right now. So she's got this really cool um, essay contest, and it's basically you write about what you would put a TED Talk on um, for. And so TED Talks, if you're not familiar with it, it's a very intellectually based um, presentation that's a short um, really focused message that you're trying to get up across, kind of like a pageant agenda. You know, when you we've had the pra the pageant professors on before, they all have their agenda that they want to push forward or their platform. Um, so it's kind of the idea behind TED Talks, and it gets on video. You're on YouTube on their app. I mean, everywhere. It's very prestige, very prestigious. So um, this is her second annual essay contest, and you can submit it, and you're up to win a $500 cash prize. Which, if you're a young female entrepreneur, that could mean I don't know, a few months of Facebook ads. It could mean a new header on your blog. I mean, that could that could create something fun for you. So go to strategy.com and you can find out more about it. And I'll make sure that I include the link somewhere in this video. But I followed this blog for some time. And Nicole and uh, Donnery, who are both of um, on our uh, the show tonight, if you're just tuning in live, uh, they, um, they started off, at least that's how I found them, on Strategy with Molly, and it was a lot of fun to follow them. They both have very unique voices, and um, so anyway, without further ado, I'm not even going to go ahead and do an introduction because I have about a million questions to ask them, and I could go on and on with more questions. So I want to make sure that they get on and we can go ahead and have them introduce themselves. I have them both on Skype right now. Thank you so much for coming, you guys. I know that it's a late Thursday night, but I totally appreciate it. I'm such a big fan. I know I talked about it last week, and I'm such a fangirl. I embarrass myself sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so why don't we go ahead and have you introduce yourselves. Donnery, do you want to start? Sure. Um, can you hear me okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, I'm Donnery. I blog at Donnery.com and NomadicFoodie.com, which is the travel and food portion of um, my blogging. Um, I also just recently incorporated a social media consulting business that came as the result of two and a half years of freelancing um, social, media or social media consulting and my two blogs. Uh, and right now I'm based in Portland, Oregon, um, although I'm physically not there right now. <laughs> I'm in San Francisco, and um, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. And Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can hear me okay? I guess we're doing that sound check. <laughs> awesome. 
Um, <laughs> so um, I blog at NicoleIsBetter.com, which the name has a long history and is not as ragingly narcissistic as it sounds, I promise. Um, but that's um, my personal blog and the hub of my online activity. Um, my day job, I guess, uh, I co-own a boutique web design firm called Chatterbox uh, with my best friend Jamie, and that's you know, what we spend the majority of our daytime doing. So that's, you know, one of our big projects. We've launched an app under that called Papered and, you know, a couple of other side things as well. Uh, right now, my new big venture is uh, something called lifelessbullshit.com. Um, <laughs> the tagline of my blog is a lifeless bullshit. That says a lot about my philosophy to kind of cut out all the crap. And, you know, so I'm working on, you know, kind of moving that in, in some other directions on creating some, you know, digital guides and stuff around that concept. Awesome. So if you're just tuning in now to the live feed, I am on the chat. So if you have questions for them, I have a few that I want to get in and then I'll make sure that I open it up to you guys and I'll ping them over to them. Now, if you don't, if you're not familiar with these two, again, they're they're 20 something bloggers that have a very unique voice online and they have a huge following ginormous their blogs are very well known amongst our age group amongst our kind of lifestyle and so definitely check them out if you don't know them yet so to get started you guys let's go ahead and ask a couple fun questions first um, you're both veteran bloggers that have parlayed your big voices into businesses so let's hear how you both got into it um, into blogging really in the first place Donna sure. do you want to start go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sure um, I started blogging in 2004 as sort of just a way to have an outlet for some writing. Um, I started, like many other uh, bloggers did, somewhere between Zanga and LiveJournal um, as a way, like I said, just to uh, to start writing. And then I was blogging under pseudonym because I was nervous about having my real, relatively weird name out there and online and public. So I was blogging under a pseudonym and then started meeting people offline uh, as a result of events and meetups and just the desire to, to meet new people in real life. And once I started introduce, introducing myself as Donna Ree and not Lily, which is the name I was blogging under, Nicole remembers this, um, I just realized that the jig is up and it's time to own my name. And from then, I, that was sometime around 2008 that I moved from um, sort of just feeling my way through it and actually owning it, getting Donnery.com and going from there. Very cool. And Nicole, how did you get started? Um, you know, a little bit of a similar story to Donnie. I mean, I think I started with a Zanga, you know, that I used to write like love letters to my early college boyfriend online. I don't know. It was, it was that kind of thing. But, you know, real blogging um, was actually introduced to me from a book called Straight Up and Dirty by Stephanie Klein, um, which was essentially one of those blog turned book stories, um, which I loved. I read the book and on the back cover, I saw, you know, that it was based on her blog. And I thought, huh, blogging, you know, maybe I could do that. I have a lot of feelings. Um, I have a lot of things to say. Um, <laughs> For me, I've always been interested in writing, but I'm not very motivated to keep a journal or to just write for myself. And blogging offered me a chance to write for an audience, even though I didn't, you know, have an audience at the beginning and didn't know what that meant. But there was something about the possibility of it, the fact that someone could see this, the fact that someone in Iceland could see it, you know, that that was, you know, really what got it started for me. And that was about five years ago. Wow. Okay. So do people in Iceland read your blog? Well, no one's reached out to me, but, you know, I, I hope so. <laughs> if you're in yeah. Iceland, please get, let me know. I want to come visit you. <laughs> Very cool. And now, Donna Rigg, do you have any tips for women? You mentioned that you started uh, with the, the pseudonym, you know, the fake name and everything. Um, a lot of women have that issue, and I'm always surprised. I'm like, why don't you want people to know who you are online? Do you have a tip or maybe, like, a little way that they could just jump and get themselves online, expose themselves? Uh, yeah, I, I had 
I kept blogging under the pseudonym for a while before I really made the transition. And I started playing with Donnery.com as sort of um, the way I could let my coworkers know I had a blog without showing them my actual blog. And I wrote about things that were relatively um, not controversial, pop culture, movie reviews, um, just basic ideas of uh, just things I had that weren't really my feelings and weren't really that personal. And it was sort of my way of playing with, uh, okay, is anyone going to find this? How do I react when people find out I have a blog? Because again, this is about four years ago, and um, I just don't think it was as common as it is now. Um, so I guess I would just I would play with maybe uh, starting to own your your own identity online, and uh, playing with what sort of topics feel natural and you're comfortable sharing, and then slowly make the transition. But it's really hard to stay anonymous forever, especially if you want blogging to take you somewhere. Um, I, at least that's what I found, especially if you're going to meet people. It's, it's really hard to protect that once you start putting a face to your fake name. Okay, so, so I just. Oh, go ahead. I say, if it's something that you want to see take you somewhere and open up opportunities, I would, I would be cautious about keeping it anonymous forever. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So now, um, I was going to save this for later, but since we're on the topic of kind of being self-conscious about others seeing what we're writing, Nicole, <laughs> I mean, I followed you for some, times and for some time, and some of the posts that you put out there, I'm just like, what did she just say? <laughs> so you have a very specific no-hold-back voice on your blog. Were you ever nervous about what might come across, how people might think of you, or like what the what the drawbacks would be. I mean, like, does your do your parents read the blog sometimes? I mean, what does that go? What goes into writing the way that you do? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's definitely something that I've considered a lot, and I continue to revisit over time. I mean, I feel like blogging is such a broad term, and it covers everything from super conservative blogs to very graphic sex blogs and everything in between. Um, you know, what to blog about, what language to use, how honest to be on your blog. I think they're all questions that every blogger has to answer for herself. I don't think there's a right answer that works for everyone, um, you know, uh, definitely. And I think it's better that way. I think that's what makes blogging great is the diversity of voices. I mean, the same way that I read a wide range of novels and memoirs and, you know, watch a wide range of movies, there's kind of a time and a place for G rating and a time and a place for NC-17. And, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things I like the most about blogging for me. Um, I think that I'm only comfortable if I'm being myself, um, you know, so for me to do some kind of a, you know, a very safe, um, very no cuss words blog, that wouldn't hold any appeal to me because that's not really who I am. So that would feel like faking it for me. Um, you know, but I think it really just comes down to what your goals are. If, you know, I was starting a blog to get a job at a, you know, big corporation, I absolutely wouldn't have approached it this way. Um, you know, because obviously what you put out there about yourself does define you in a lot of ways. And there are definitely companies out there that would not want to hire me because of my blog. But I look at that as a good thing. I mean, now I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to own my own business. But even that, you know, where I very much have my personal life and professional life linked and it works as a nice filter because, you know, for our web design for potential clients, if they read the blog and they think, oh my God, you know, I would never want to work with this person, that probably goes both ways. It works as a good filter, you know, to know if we'd be a good match for each other. So there's a lot of ways I think that being your authentic self can really help you. Um, as for my parents, they, they don't read the blog. They know that I blog. Um, they don't read it because I asked them not to, actually. Um, I, I really don't like um, the idea that they would read something uh, before I have the chance to tell them about it. And our relationship's stronger if you know I can break news to them myself in, on my own terms, because I think they would have trouble understanding that even if a blog is honest, it's still 
a blog. It's still, you know, kind of crafted for an audience. Um, you know, and my mom would probably freak out a little bit if that were the case. So, oh, that's funny. So, okay, you talked about goals. What was your goal initially in starting your blog? Then, um, I mean, initially it was totally selfish. It was really just, um, you know, wanting to write about my feelings in a way that was public enough to keep me accountable for it. Um, I didn't really have many goals other than that at the beginning. I didn't think it would become anything. Uh, and then it became social. All of a sudden, you know, I, I started meeting people. You know, I met Donnie, you know, very early on in, in my blogging. And, you know, I, I started to find over and over again what I now call the, the Me Too syndrome, where you read something that someone writes and you're like, oh, my God, Me Too. I'm not the only one who feels this way. <laughs> you know, people that were such amazing fits for me uh, that I never would have met because of geographic boundaries. You know, once you're out of school, it becomes sometimes difficult to make friends, especially if you work at home alone, that you know, it, it was a, it became a social thing. And I felt like the only way that I could really use it as a social tool is if I was my real self on it. So that was, you know, a lot of my motivation for writing in, you know, the ways that, that I use. Now, I mean, before I get into some of the questions for Donnery about, uh, you have programs actually that help bloggers, but Nicole, and I mean, I don't want it to sound like to the people that are watching this video that the, um, the message that you put out there is crass or like disgusting or whatever, because it all no. has like, it all fits your brand perfectly. So when you were putting together your brand and your voice, did you do any type of exercises to figure out what it is that you want your audience to know about you or to think about you, what their perception of you should be? Um, again, yes and no, I think, I mean, first of all, thank you. It's, you know, certainly not trying to be crass. I feel like, you know, the things I'm definitely not interested in, you know, being inappropriate for the sake of being inappropriate. You know, it's, it's right. more just the language choices that I tend to write like I speak. Um, for me, kind of the guiding principle of, you know, when I'm writing is, is this the same way that I would tell this story to a best friend? And if so, then I go with it. And if not, then I don't. So that's kind of the main filter for me. Um, you know, I, I didn't really think about it too much. I just started out that way because that's what's natural for me um, in, in terms of my writing. And, you know, I found that the more honest that I was and the more I cut out the bullshit, the more people responded. So it was kind of a self-fulfilling thing that that, you know, those were the posts that tend to get the most feedback were the ones that were the most raw, the most me, I guess. Um, you know, so, so I really, you know, tried to stick with that. And, you know, in so much as it's a brand, I guess that that kind of came afterwards. It was definitely, you know, not, it wasn't like I sat down and thought, okay, I want to build a personal brand. You know, what should that be? And, you know, went from there. It was definitely, I'd been doing this for years and years. And all of a sudden I kind of realized that maybe it was a little bit of a brand. You yeah, know, it was so. just something that organically grew out of actually consistently putting stuff out there. Right. I mean, and the other thing for me, I think that, you know, there's two things to consider when you have a blog. It's what you're going to share about yourself. And then, you know, the other big piece is what you're going to share about other people. Um, I'm very comfortable being honest about my thoughts, my feelings, my insecurities, times when I'm a hot mess crying on the floor. <laughs> I'm very careful not to share too much um, of anyone else's story because it's not my story to tell. So that's, you know, where I've tended to put the brakes on a little bit is, you know, not writing about other people. If there's other people that are mentioned in my blog in any kind of serious way or more than just, you know, a passing sentence, they've read it before I've published it because, you know, that's how I feel comfortable you know, addressing that. No, I think that's fantastic. And we're going to come back to that in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to ask Donnery, you have a, a program called 52 Weeks of Blogging Prompts, and you actually have some blogging resources out there because you've been doing this for some time now. So what are they? What are Specifically, what's the 52 Weeks of Blogging Prompts, and who was it made for? Um, 52 Weeks of Blogging Prompts is a one prompt every week for a year of 
writing prompts that are geared towards bloggers. So every single one of those contains a short story that's usually um, a little bit about what I've been doing lately or a lesson that I've learned. And then the whole thing fits sort of a theme around that. So there's a writing prompt, which could be a lighthearted question, or it could be something really specific about your vision for your blog or your audience or or your purpose um, in terms of like what you're trying to do online, what a blogger is trying to do with their blog, some goal setting. And then um, I also include a tip and a resource for in every single one of those that are direct results or questions that I'm asked. So um, how did you get your blog to where it's at? How do you source pictures? Um, just a number of things about resources and tips that I've found really helpful in my own blogging and that I want to share with other people because I'm, I'm asked about, about things like that on a regular basis. Okay, so you both have your personal blogs, and I don't believe that either of you actually like blog for business, right? You don't have a business website with a blog attached to it. So we're not talking about prompts necessarily for a business to write on. Right, right. These are for personal bloggers who want to um, just further develop their voice, want to grow their audience, or just have um, a challenge every week for something to write about. So I know a lot of people say, I'm not, you know, all these things I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm not quite sure how to say it, or I'm not quite sure what to write about. And it's just a way to, to jog some thoughts around things that could be as lighthearted as travel goals, or could be a lot more um, specific about their blog in terms of where they want to see it going. Okay, so let me ask you both this. So as a young female entrepreneur that's watching this video, would you think that it would be more productive for them to create a blog for their business? So they're a blog that anyone could really write within their company, whether it's an employee or it's in the, it's themselves, or would it be more productive for them to create and cultivate that personal brand with their own personal voice and like what's happening on their life? What would you recommend? Either of you. Um. I mean, I don't think that they have to be mutually exclusive. I know a lot of people who, um, you know, either own their own companies or don't own their own companies, you know, that have very active career lives that might or might not involve blogging, but then they also maintain more of a personal brand on the side. Um, so I think that, you know, there's, there's no reason to pick just one or the other. I think the benefit of any blog is that it, you know, gives personality to something. So it's either, you know, shows your own personality if it's, you know, more of a, a personal blog or, you know, it can give a company personality by showing that it's not just, you know, a faceless company. So I think that, you know, that there's no reason to incorporate it into both if, you know, those are your goals. Okay. Donna Marie, yeah. would you agree? Yeah, I would. I think, too, it depends on the nature of the business. If there are multiple people involved, perhaps having a company blog that shows different perspectives um, would be beneficial. But if, I mean, in my case right now, I'm, it's, it's one person, um, and my personal blog is plenty <laughs> for me to, to, work, to worry about right now. So, and in my own experience, my personal blog has been um, a really strong, like, it's giving me credibility in terms of a business. Um, so that's worked for me from a business and entrepreneurial standpoint and that it's given me some credibility and that I've been doing this for a while I understand how it works and I understand how to market it um, But if I had more time I'd probably be working on something for the business as well, too, right? Okay, so um, you've both been blogging for some time at what point did you say I'm gonna do more than just blog? I'm going to start my own business um, For me it was I was I had two sort of um, main jobs before I launched into freelancing and blogging and, and this consulting. I worked um, in an HR department for a large national retailer for about a year and I worked for a um, national advertising agency for a couple of years. And in both jobs, I found myself sort of um, having been promised that you know, new ideas are expected and are encouraged and they want people to, to make suggestions for how to grow the company or how to make their position 
a better fit for them within the company. I tried doing this a couple of times and, and made suggestions and wanting to implement certain things with, within the groups I was working with and just kept being told, oh, we don't do it like that here. It's not like that. Um, that sounds great and all, but too much red tape. So eventually I got frustrated and I wanted to, um, to take what I had learned and do it myself. And so I, I started, I left a couple of, or my full-time job at that point to, to really try to make it as a, as a blogger and writer and consultant. And um, two and a half years later, I feel like I've got some momentum. But for me, it came as a result of just being frustrated with that and not being able to go where I wanted to go. Nice. And Nicole? Um, you know, before I, I was doing everything that I was doing now, I actually, I ran a children's day camp for five years. So, you know, the majority <laughs> of, you know, the, the beginning of my blog life, I was, you know, the director of, of this camp. And um, I actually almost got fired for my blog um, the last summer, which is a whole story in and of itself. Um, but... <laughs> In, in kind of the final decisive meeting that, you know, came down over, you know, over this issue, um, you know, I, I found myself standing up and saying, you know, if, if it comes down to I have to either, you know, take down this blog or I can't, you know, I can't work here anymore, if it's really an ultimatum, then you guys better find someone else, you know, for Monday. And I like, heard myself say that and I was like, what? What are you doing? You know, what do you mean? Your, your tiny personal blog that makes you no money is more important than your entire job and, you know, is your blog going to pay your bills? And, you know, so that was kind of the moment that I was like, okay, I'm going to make some, some choices, some life choices now that are never going to prevent me from blogging again or that this isn't going to be an issue. Um, I wound up quitting that job, spending three months backpacking around the country, staying with people who read my blog, which was awesome. That was a very cool opportunity. Um, and then, you know, through a very strange and wonderful series of events, I met Jamie, my now business partner, and um, Shatterbox was her business uh, before, you know, she had started it, you know, six to eight months before she and I met. And then, you know, we wound up joining forces to work together, you know, and all of kind of the subsequent ventures have, you know, been partnership stuff between the two of us. So I, I was lucky, I guess, that, you know, I fell into this kind of stuff naturally, um, you know, through the, the process of saying no to the things that, you know, were non-negotiable to me. And, you know, I found that that was a good way to make decisions. I like that, saying no to the non-negotiables. And understanding what the non-negotiables are in the first place mm -hmm. is a big one for young young women in general. Yeah. So now you've both come together. Um, Nicole, I believe you started Bloggers in Sin City, right? Yes. Why, I mean, what was the whole idea behind that? How did you come up with the idea? And then how did Donna Ree get into it? Sure. Um, Bloggers in Sin City, it's essentially an unconference, um, you know, which really just means that it's not a traditional conference with panels and speakers and, you know, workshops and stuff. It's really just a social event that um, I created back in, wow, summer 2009. We just had our, our fourth year this, this year. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. But, um, you know, it was essentially the event that I wanted to go to that didn't exist. Um, I felt as a personal blogger a little bit marginalized because there were events, you know, like Blogger that, you know, were aimed at this group or, you know, tech events or, you know, media events, food events. It, it were very kind of genre specific, right. but there wasn't anything out there for people who use their blogs like I do as a social tool. And I really wanted a way to kind of take those online relationships offline because what I found, you know, through friends like Donnie and a lot of others that those online relationships turn into the best offline relationships and they're my closest, closest friends. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, why don't we get together in Vegas and, you know, see who wants to come and just spend the weekend and just do fun shit together and, you know, take those relationships offline. And so it, it started just as that simple idea and, you know, grew from there. And now it's this big, wonderful, amazing thing that I'm totally in love with. And, you know, some of those people have become like family okay, to me. And Hold on a second. So you sure. had this idea and it was something that was missing in the market. What actually made you go 
through with it. Because, I mean, I hear this all the time. Women say, wouldn't it be cool if we could go and do this? Wouldn't it be cool if I put this on? What actually made you, what prompted you to actually call a hotel and say, hey, I'm bringing 20 of my closest friends and we're going to meet you here in Las Vegas? What was that process like? Um, it started on Twitter. Um, I, you know, tweeted something, you know, March of 2009, basically, you know, which bloggers want to come to Vegas with me? No, but seriously, who wants to come do this? Um, <laughs> And I thought it was going to be five or six of us, and it wound up being 26 of us. Um, so at that point, then I thought, okay, there's enough interest here to make it happen. But it started very small. Um, you know, there was no registration fee. Everyone kind of covered their own costs. There weren't gift bags. There weren't any of the things that are in place now that it's, you know, really an event. Um, so it was one of those things that I feel like if you spend too much time thinking about something, which I definitely tend to do. Um, you know, instead of taking some kind of action, you get stuck in that brainstormy phase forever. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it was, this is a good idea. I want to do this. I have absolutely nothing to lose here. Why don't I just see what happens? And, you know, it was great. Okay, so how did Donnery get into the whole mix? You, you want to talk about that, Donnery? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've been all four years. Um, I was one of the 26 the first year that said, hey, this is a great idea. Let's go. Um, and the, the second year, I just um, told Nicole I'd help her out with some things. So I helped just think through some of the ideas and make some of the plans. And she completely ran with everything and made all the arrangements that we needed. And then from there, it grew into the third year where we realized that there were there was an opportunity for, for sponsorships and for gift bags. And so I started helping um, connect people who might be interested in putting together gift bag things for the attendees. Um, helping to find those people and either make connections or start reaching out. And this last year, um, that's just grown even more to the fact where Nicole and I are both there. It was a day and a half before and pretty much after the event, um, having meetings with you know, people who help us make this happen um, just and bringing together the sponsors. So it started as a, I can help out with this, and sort of became, okay, I'm going to throw most of my life into this for six months. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and it's one of the most, it's, it's, it's the weekend I look forward to the most every single year, and it's probably one of the most fun things I have being a part of um, putting together. Yeah. Yay! Well, one of the things <laughs> that I love about the both of you is that you have this very strong foundation in, in your personal blogs and your voice and your lifestyle and your community. And then from there, you're really able to listen to what your community, what your friends, what your followers want, and then create these businesses based off of that. And I think that's fantastic because a lot of people look at blogs and they're like, how can I monetize this with ads and put these little click-through buttons up on their site and try to do the affiliate program when really I mean I it almost defeats the purpose of the blog it diminishes your personal brand and that's not really where I feel like the money is I feel like the money is in really serving your community and providing them with that little extra piece of being part of who Donnery and Nicole is so I think that's awesome now as far as you know working together do you have any kind of formal partnership or formal organization of this or do you kind of just say, we need to do this, I'm going to do this? Um, I mean, not formal in the way of, you know, we're signing these contracts and this is really serious, um, <laughs> you know, but I do think that anytime you're going to do something, you know, that's business related or even, you know, just a big project like this with friends, you need to draw some clear lines around it because you don't want anything that involves money or deadlines to potentially come in the way of friendship. Um, you know, and I, I had that experience with Jamie, you know, in the rest of our business, which has been great. But, you know, I think this past year is when, you know, we most, you know, formalized everything, Donnie and I and, you know, our friend Rachel, who helps out a lot as well. You know, and for me, it's really just 
hearing from them what they're most interested in doing. You know, what role do you completely want to own? And, you know, going into 2013, which will be our five-year anniversary, we're very excited. Um, wow. Congratulations. We'll, thank you. Um, you know, and my, my goal then in terms of putting together a team is, you know, to still keep it really small and to let each person own the part of it that they're the most passionate about. And then for us to draw some lines around, okay, here are deadlines that we're all committing to, um, you know, and then everyone's just responsible for getting their stuff done. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's worked out really well between the two of us. And we call and I have very different um, ways of approaching things, and that works really well. She's um, extremely good at leading people and, and organizing things. She ran his children's daycare for five years. Um, I would never do that. <laughs> but I'm really, really good at being the second in charge, and I'm really good at taking direction and helping to bring all the details together, which is something that I think we always prefer to be more hands-off on. Uh, so having her with this big vision and all these and really smart about um, details and plans and structure and then having me come in and help fill on the gaps and and help her brainstorm, our, our working relationship is, is really, really complicated. It's a good point, uh, balancing strengths and weaknesses, that type of a thing. Yeah. Now, okay, so let's talk about a little, um, if you're watching live, you're welcome to chat in with questions, but I have like 10 other questions and we're starting to wind <laughs> down the, the live stream. So I just want to ask a couple fun questions. Now, bloggers, they do this all the time. I see pages, I mean, almost on every blog I look at, they have these life lists and they cross out big goals that they have. What is the whole, I mean, why why are bloggers doing this and what's what, what are the benefits? I'll let Nicole take that one. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, we, we're definitely both big, you know, life listers, I guess, if that's uh, an action word that somebody can be. Um, for me, I feel like I'm a really goal-oriented person. I like accomplishing things. Um, I've always had a lot of structure in my academic and professional life, but it wasn't until I decided to create a life list that, you know, I brought some of that structure to my personal goals. Um, you know, and the life list is everything from, you know, tiny things that I think would be really fun, like leaving a $100 tip for a breakfast waitress, you know, to bigger things like running the New York City Marathon and, you know, some of those other bigger goals. Um, so it's a good way to keep track of that. I've also, you know, changed the list so many times. It looks really different than the first iteration, which is really cool for me to be like, you know, I've changed a lot. And, you know, it's it really is kind of this living document that represents kind of who I am at, at any given time. And, you know, one of the most interesting things to me about having personal goals is not necessarily what you accomplish, but why you do or don't accomplish certain things. Um, you know, to be able to look at the list from two years ago and say, wow, I don't want to do that at all anymore. And, you know, that kind of thing I think is, it has been really good. Um, you know, overall, it's not about how many things I check off on the list. Um, it's really about, you know, for me, trying to fill as much of my time as possible with, you know, these things that I've chosen with intention matter to me, um, you know, because that's kind of how I feel like I know that I'm living the life I want to live instead of just, you know, laying on the floor and watching stuff on Netflix and, you know, eating a lot of chips. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's um, it's nice. It's also a good social tool, you know, for me to be able to look at Donnie's list and say, oh, my God, we should do that one thing together or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I put mine online because Nicole encouraged me to, which is why I, I deferred to her for that Aww. question. Um, I was just keeping a journal that was really messy in terms of, of the stuff that I was I was writing down. And she said, you know, you should put this out there, put it online, um, get it together, get it organized. And I did. And one of the best things that I think has happened because of that is not only do you get clear about what you want and why you want it, but like she said, the opportunity to have other people help make those things happen just intense, you know, multiplies. I've had so many people say, you know, I can help you do this or I want to help you do this. And just having it public and having it someplace where it's, it's out there, I personally believe that's how you make things happen. So now, do you put any of your business goals out online, that type of a thing? Or do you strictly leave it to like 
tipping a waitress and run the marathon, that, those kind of goals? I have launch a business on there, which I crossed off this month because I, form, I finally formally incorporated. And oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that, that was a business-related goal. And I have things about publishing an ebook. I'd like to go through the self-publishing process just to learn it and also to do it. Um, so that's I have that up there. But a, my, a lot of mine are, are travel-related or food-related um, or more fun. But there are some business goals. Very cool. Nicole, how about you? Um, no goals that are related to, you know, Shatterbox or some of my more formal business stuff right now, just because it's not only my business, um, you know, because it's a partnership, we really tend to keep that kind of stuff separate, um, you know, for the most part. I definitely have, have goals on there that could potentially have a monetization aspect to it. You know, uh, Bloggers Intensity is on there. You know, one of the goals is to host 10 consecutive ones. So that obviously has some businessy elements, but, you know, I tend to keep my personal goals and my business goals pretty separate. Very cool. Now, to end all of this, I want to ask just a fun, um, I don't know if it's fun or if it's fluffy. It's actually kind of a serious question. Um, you both have boyfriends. What are their terms when it comes to blogging? Do they like it? Do they prefer that you not mention them? Do they say no photographs? What are, I mean, where do you draw the line and what you share? Um, for me, I... I wasn't given any set of guidelines in terms of what to share and what not to share, but like people <laughs> said earlier about divulging other people's stories, I'm really cautious um, whether it's about my boyfriend or about friends or anyone that if it's not something I know they'd be okay with sharing, it's not something that I um, I would share publicly. So I definitely talk about him, but anything that should be kept personal, I keep between us and, um, and, and just I try it to sort of proactively make those decisions before I'm, I'm given a set of, of guidelines of what not to do, what to do. And I post pictures sometimes, but um, not as often, you know, not, not really often. Cool. And Nicole? Um, when I first started my blog, um, I actually was in not such a great relationship, so I didn't really talk about it that much. Um, you know, and then I was single for you know quite a long time, and one of the things that kept coming into my mind was that I would never want someone to not want to date me because of my blog. So you know, I, I have read you know very funny dating blogs, you know, people that just like tear up some of the people they go on dates with, and it's really entertaining. But I know if I were you know, a potential suitor of that person, that would make me really uncomfortable. So that was, you know, kind of where the line was for me that I, you know, went, especially when I was single and, and just dating, didn't want to share too much of of that. Um, then, you know, the my boyfriend that, that I'm with now, we've been together for two and a half years. At the beginning, when I started um, writing about him, you know, he, he was fine with it, um, but he wanted a code name and he chose James Bond. So now he's James Bond on my blog forever. <laughs> we can't get away from that. Um, you know, and, and again, my policy is just if I'm going to write about him, uh, he will read it first and, you know, make sure that he's fine with it. Now, um, I think the boundaries are a little bit looser because we've been together for such a long time. We live together. So he's more of kind of a, a regular feature in my life. So I think that gives me a little bit more, you know, flexibility to, you know, to share some more stuff because it's, um, you know, a different relationship now. Very cool. Now, okay, there's probably five or six questions that I'm not going to be able to get to, but I want to ask you a question from Kat, who's on the live chat. Hello, Kat. Um, how long did it take you to go from wanting to turn your blog into a business to turning it into a vi um, into turning a viable profit? So having the blog and then bringing it into where you're actually making money, not necessarily maybe even from your blog, but from your business? That's a good question. Um, well, I've, I've been freelancing for two and a half years, so I, somewhere in between, um, I'd say getting started, I was making just a little bit of money from a, a blogging gig that I had uh, that I took right after I stopped working for the ad agency. And somewhere around six months or so, I had enough clients where I was like, okay, I can do this, I can stick with it. And then there was a point where I didn't have 
nearly enough um, work and was thinking, okay, I'm going to have to go back to work, I'm going to have to find something else. And then finally now at the two and a half year point, I feel like I'm um, in a place that's, that's, I know that this is going to meet me for a long time. Um, but I feel like two and a half years is a long time. And I'd say it was right around that six months. I, I knew that I could, if, if I worked really hard, could find the, the work in order to, to keep sustaining that lifestyle. So it was, a, it was an ongoing, ever-changing process. Very cool. And Nicole? Um, I mean, I never went into this with um, any kind of business or monetization goals in mind. And I think if I would have, it would have been a very different timeline. Um, you know, uh, from kind of the, the web design perspective, since, you know, obviously with Shatterbox, that's what we do. We have people that come to us that want to build sites that are going to essentially make them money right from the beginning. And that's a really different mentality. Um, you know, for me, like I said, it was just a social tool. It was just a personal tool. And then, you know, even more than that, it's it still is. You know, I don't make any direct income off my blog um, because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to do um, you know so much sponsored stuff or you know anything like that. Um, I do a couple of affiliate things, but that's really just you know services and products that I'm like, yes, I use this every single day. You know, and there's a little bit of money to be made there, but um, you know, there, there was no real timeline because that wasn't that wasn't my goal. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. Um, Kat, hopefully that answered your question. So Nicole has, I mean, she blogged with, or she interned with the bloggers, and I followed the bloggers like crazy when you were interning again uh, with her. She has kind of a similar voice as you, very, um, I don't know, like I remember pain pills and whiskey or like um, alcohol and kids, and it was just a very entertaining blog. So there's a whole other set of questions that we could ask there, but I'm not gonna go into that because I wanna make sure that you guys can go because I know Donnery, you're in San Francisco. And Donnery has a blog post that I posted onto our Facebook page um, that goes over, you were in Seattle, you got you got a free room and like a, a living room and all sorts of crazy stuff to, I mean, because you're a blogger. So um, I'll make sure that I include all the links where you can find out more about both of them. You're both fantastic resources for young female entrepreneurs. You really are. And so thank I th you. thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, just to close everything up, if you could give one tip to a young female entrepreneur that wants to build a business, by utilizing a blog, they've been told, hey, this is what you need to do, get social, that kind of thing. What tip would it be? I would say that for me anyway, this is the, I've been asked the secret to your success and how, how, how have you gotten to where you are, it's the relationships. It's the people that I've met and the friendships that I've started, the people who have wanted to work together um, that have opened up the doors for all these opportunities. You mentioned that hotel room in Seattle. I've done a number of trips um, as, as media, as a blogger that wouldn't have happened had I not um, met someone who suggested me for something like that. It was it was all about relationship building, and I, I don't necessarily mean networking. I mean really, really building relationships with people. That's awesome. So focusing on relationships then. Mm -hmm. awesome. yeah. Nicole, what's your parting words? Um, I mean, I, I think what what Donnie said is is fantastic. Um, you know, that's definitely really practical, great advice that's, that's worked really well for me. Um, you know, the, the only thing that I would add is, you know, to, this is kind of a phrase that I come back to a lot, is keep your eyes on your own paper. Um, you know, it's very easy when you're starting something to be very overwhelmed by the success that so many other people have. Um, you know, to look at a blog and think, oh my God, I could never get a hundred comments or a thousand readers, or, you know, whatever the metrics are that um, are intimidating. But, you know, no one's an overnight success, really. You know, people tell, you know, the bloggers is a great example who tells, you know, her six-year overnight success. 
us. And it's very easy, I think, to, to be daunted by that at the beginning, to find that too daunting. So I would just say, you know, focus on yourself, put the content out there that you really believe in, that you're like, yes, I, you know, this is me, I am all about this, that you can stand behind. And through that, you know, you'll meet people, the relationships will come, you know, and as long as you're continuously doing stuff that you're proud of and, um, you know, focusing on the question of how can I help people and how can I provide value, I think that, you know, that's a really good basis to start from. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on the live stream this evening. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm still huge fans, especially after learning a little bit more about the behind the scenes with your blogging. You're both very authentic and giving and um, you really stay true to, you know, your personal brand. I know you guys don't like to say that, but really it is. It's you, you, what you write is what you are. So I think that's fantastic. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. All right, so everyone that's been watching this evening, you're watching the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream or on iTunes, on YouTube, wherever you are. You can make sure that if you look below to the side over wherever you're looking at, you'll be able to find links to their websites. Make sure that you visit them, subscribe to their blogs, follow them on Twitter and on Facebook because like I said, they're fantastic resources for young female entrepreneurs and plus just a whole lot of fun to follow. Um, so again, next Thursday, we'll be back here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. If any of you are interested in appearing on the live stream, you're welcome to head over to ovalight.tv and under the contact page submit your information and we'll go ahead and take a peek at it but otherwise i hope everyone has a great week and hopefully i'll see you back here next week thanks